At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a great hour coming up for you as in 15 minutes, we're going to be talking with John Von Tobel. He is our NBA guru over here at VSIN. Going to be taking a look at what we're going to be able to get out of game two and just the rest of the NBA finals moving forward between the Celtics and the Warriors. So that's going to be a lot of fun here in the first segment. Going to give you guys the DK Nation pick that I'm going to be writing up for Sunday, hoping to make it five in a row on these. So, I'm going to be open to be able to extend the streak there. Going to give you guys what I'm taking a look at there. And here to lead things off, just want to give you guys a friendly reminder if you didn't wind up catching it in the last segment. The action out there north of the border, it is now done. The Colorado Avalanche, a win by kind of 4-2. to Total winds up going under in terms of full game. This one up closing at 7 in a lot of spots. And the Colorado Avalanche closed a lot of places between minus... 115 minus 125 they are able to get the job done and now they are up by a count of three to zero and boy yep this is pretty much done for the Edmonton Oilers I mean if the Oilers come back all the credit in the world to them and it's not like we've never seen a team come back from down three zero in the NHL with the way that this avalanche team is playing this thing is over though I mean I'm willing to let this be played back and be thrown in my face if the avalanche wind up losing four straight games I don't think that the Avalanche are losing four straight games, though. So it's pretty much a kaput one on that one. And speaking of kaput, David Peterson, his boy, his ERA is going kaput right now. 
as the Dodgers wound up putting up a nice four spot in the first two innings. It is now four to one. Dodgers have taken the lead. If you're looking at this thing in game, you're going to be having to lay a lot with the LA Dodgers. They wound up closing right around minus 180-ish favorites. And you're looking live at DraftKings. The live money line is minus 550. And right now to lay three and a half runs with the Dodgers, you're able to get plus 105 and the live total is 12 and a half. So this has really ballooned as you've got Walker Buehler looking to be able to give a little bit of a better start and he's had at the beginning of the season. And we're through six out there in Colorado. And you want to take this one under, much like yesterday, you're in pretty solid shape. It is now one-to-one -one between the Braves and the Rockies through six. So Atlanta is going to be stepping to the plate. And for those of you guys that love the Ghost Runner, and if you want to having the over, which this is the one time where you love having the Ghost Runner because this was looking like a goner for the over, all of a sudden, it has been bailed out because the MLB rules just completely stink. But with that said, it is now 5-3. to three. The St. Louis Cardinals have the lead. No outs. Man on second in the 10th inning. As the man that started on second already scored along with another run. And here's words that have never been said. Oh boy, Michael Rucker's in in the 10th inning to try to preserve this under. Nobody has ever said that and nobody ever will. That is currently who's on the mound for the Chicago Cubs because... They've used darn near every other pitcher because this is the 19th inning of what has been a double dip today. And there's a pass ball, and now the Cardinals have a man on third with no outs in the top of the 10th inning. So not necessarily looking too terrific out there for our good friends, the Chicago Cubs. So once again with the Ghost Runner, and this being inning number 19 of a doubleheader, anything could wind up happening. This is sort of like the baseball twilight zone right now that we're seeing in Wrigley Field. So... That should be a lot of fun, but let's take a look at a game for tomorrow. I wind up doing a DK Nation pick for every single one of them. And by the way, let's give you guys an update here. The Mets have now scored a run. It is now 4-2. to two. They've got men on second and third with no outs. So it looks like we are going to get ourselves a nice big giant slugfest out there in L.A. tonight as Walker Beeler currently does not have it. So there is that. But how about if we wind up taking a look at a game for Sunday as this is going to be what I'm going to be doing my write-up of. Mariners versus Rangers as we go 971-972 on the betting board. It is going to be for the Rangers. Mr. Martin Perez is going to be taking the mound. And you've got on the bump for the Seattle Mariners, Glenn Kirby. And whenever I hear Glenn Kirby, I think of the big giant pink blob Kirby who winds up like sucking up everything. And he's famous for like video games and everything like that. I think of that when it comes to Glenn Kirby. And what Glenn Kirby has not been doing has been sucking. So He's actually been able to bring some honor to the Kirby name as it is currently the Mariners who are finding themselves in a lot of spots right around about a plus 105. You're able to find as good as right in the pocket of about a plus 110 as well. And then when it comes to the Texas Rangers, you're finding them in the neighborhood of about minus 123 to minus 125. DraftKings currently posting up a minus 125 with your total on this game eight. And when I wound up writing up Texas Rangers in this spot, I was willing to lay more like a minus 143 here. So I've got a nice differential here with Martin Perez. And the guy has been absolutely lights out. In his last eight starts, he's given up four earned runs. That is absolutely insane. I was talking about it in the last hour when it came to the Cy Young Awards that we we're seeing out there in the American League. He's north of 25 to 1. Now, do I think that Martin Perez is going to continue how he's going right now, in which He's went 63 and a third innings through 10 starts and has not given up a single home run. 
that's just not sustainable. I think that you and I can both agree on that. With that said, he has really been able to find it, and he's been able to hone in on the command, which has really been the big part of Martin Perez. You take a look at what he wound up doing last few seasons while he was over there for the Boston Red Sox, and he just was not able to really do a solid job of being able to locate. He was always having north of three walks per nine innings, and when you're a guy like Martin Perez that he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. He's been posting up right around seven strikeouts per nine innings, which is pretty much what he's been for the entirety of his career. When you're walking, guys, and you're not getting strikeouts, that's always a big, giant issue. With that said, though, he's really been able to lock it in this season. He's done a great job of being able to locate it. It's not like his fielding independent is, like, way out of whack. It's a 236. So, I mean, obviously, this buck 42 ERA, which currently leads the league among qualifying starters, that's not sustainable, but it goes to show that he's been able to do a solid job of being able to bear down. And for Mr. George Kirby, he's been able to do a solid job ever since he wound up getting called up to the big leagues. Five starts. He has given up a total of three walks over the course of 26 innings. So command is there. Swing and miss stuff is there. He's been able to get right around nine strikeouts per nine innings. So he's been able to do a rock solid job there. And Oh boy, things are not going well for the Cubs. It is now six to three. Men on first and third, no outs. Oh boy, eh, things are not necessarily looking good there. And if you want to take me under in this game between the Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals, you have Rob Manfred to think as to why your under did not wind up getting there. But that said, we wind up getting back to Rangers versus Mariners. But I do take a look at this. Mariners team, what they've been able to get out of Kirby, it's been relatively solid. What has really been an issue for the Mariners is just performing in general on the road. This team is now 11-20 and 20 in their road games this year, and a lot of it has to do with the bullpen. Last year, the Mariners were one of the best teams we've ever seen in one-run games. It's why they wound up having that obscene 90-plus win season, despite the fact that their run differential was right around negative 50. Their bullpen was absolutely lights out. You were able to get great innings up and down the board, and from there, you wind up seeing all these guys wind up faltering. Drew Rider, one of their top pieces from last season. He is now at the AAA level. Diego Castillo, a north of a 6 ERA. Anthony Machevich has not been able to give you anything whatsoever. And for the Texas Rangers in the month of May, they actually have the fifth best bullpen ERA in the big leagues. These guys have really been able to perform after about a bad two or so weeks of the season. They've been able to really pick it up. And Marcus Simeon is all of a sudden picking it up. Unlike... When I was on this, when I was on this mic two weeks ago, he's got more than zero home runs, so that's good. He's been able to give you a little bit more of something. You've got the catcher spot in general with guys like Sam Huff, Jonah Heim, maybe able to do a solid job. And for the Seattle Mariners, in their defense, you do have a guy like Ty France sitting right around 335, north of 35 RBI. He's been solid. JP Crawford sitting at 300. You don't necessarily have a lot of pop with this team. And Eugenio Suarez is nine home runs that currently leads the way. So. You do have a little bit of a power outage with that regard, coupled with a team that in general just has not been able to do a great job out of the bullpen. I actually think that Kirby is going to be able to give you a relatively solid start. He has given up three runs or more three out of his last four starts. Now, some of those runs were also unearned. He is backed up by a Seattle defense that has been far from terrific this season. But I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that Perez is going to be able to keep it up. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be to the point of him giving up a half a run for on average over the next eight starts. But that said, I think that he does enough to be able to get the Rangers to the window in the spot. My DK Nation pick is looking at the Rangers. I do think that Kirby is going to be able to do a relatively solid job as well. So I'm taking a look at this total under as well. I want to saying my total more around 
about a 7.3. So I'm looking under and I'm going to be taking a look at the Texas Rangers here with my DK Nation pick. And I was just mentioning it with the LA Dodgers, things weren't necessarily looking great for them. And you wound up having a home run for the New York Metropolitans. If Pete Alonso winds up going yard, that's a two-run shot. And you wind up taking the under in this game. Well, it's toasted in the top of the third inning, 5-4. to four. The New York Mets are currently in the lead as Walker Bueller has been chased after getting seven outs. Gave up five runs, all of which were earned, and he's given up two home runs. And this is really an issue if you're looking at this L.A. Dodgers team. They've been dealing with injuries, and Kyler Anderson has been a godsend for this team this year. He has been absolutely tremendous. But Walker Bueller entering into the start, he had a home ERA of a 455 across six starts. He had given up five bombs in 31 and two-thirds innings. Well, now he's went a combined 34 innings, and well, that means that his ERA at home, it's hovering right around a 550. So there is reason to be concerned with Walker Buehler. The swing and miss stuff, it has been down this year. So that's an issue. And for David Peterson, of the four runs that he's given up, only one has been earned because Pete Alonso wound up having an error. So he was able to make good on that by being able to get a home run here in the third inning. So certainly going to be interesting to take a look at that as we take a look at what we're getting out there with the Cubs as well. They've had to pull Michael Rucker. It is now 7-3. The St. Louis Cardinals have now scored more runs with two outs here in the top of the 10th inning than they had in the first nine inning combined. That's a little bit of a product of the Ghost Runners. So we've got a lot going down on the diamond, but we've got a lot going down with regards to the NBA Finals as well. And Javon Tobel is our man here at Beeson that does a great job of being able to track all of it. We're going to be chatting with him next about Game 2 and the series in general right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run. Every hit. Every inning. Every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport. Whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, and wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to enjoy nicotine? Look for three letters. Z-Y-N. Zen Nicotine Pouches are satisfyingly smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative it comes in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more for your convenience. Each variety comes in two strengths, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch and is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's ever been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com slash find to be able to locate a store that is nearest you. That is ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. And 
Great to be joined by John Von Tobel. He is our NBA guru here at the network, has been doing a great job all season long of being able to take a look at all that we're getting out there on the hardwood and able to follow him on Twitter at MeJVT, and you're able to catch him Monday through Friday on the edge. And John, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me, bud. What's going on? What's going on is that we've got ourselves what is going to be, in my opinion, a terrific NBA Finals. We saw it in Game 1. Celtics erase that double-digit deficit. They wind up putting together the 40-16 the to 16 fourth quarter. And when you take a look at that fourth quarter, is that something that it was just sort of a flash in the pan, something that we're only going to see once a series? Or can the Celtics be able to just pick up on what they were able to do in the fourth quarter and be able to duplicate that a little bit more in Game 2 and moving forward? I think they can, but I, you know, Greg, I, th- I think a lot of people are kind of focusing on that fourth quarter in the wrong way, right? We're hearing a lot about the three-point shooting. They make nine three-pointers in the fourth quarter. It ties the finals record for most threes made in a single quarter. And I think we should be focusing on the, was it five minutes and 15 seconds of game time in which they held the Warriors scoreless? Like something to that degree is replicable for the Boston Celtics. The shooting, probably not. But the defensive intensity is absolutely something they can replicate. In fact, they did it twice in that game. Remember, in the first quarter, Steph Curry goes ham. He scores 21 points. It's, uh, was it six threes, whatever it was in the first quarter. Second quarter, scoreless, and the Warriors end up turning the ball over seven times. You know, the, the Celtics were really good defensively in multiple stretches in that game. And I think that's what you focus on going forward here with Boston. It, it took them a quarter to figure everything out. We, we saw them give up multiple wide open looks to Curry on miscommunications. And you saw them figuring that out. And then sure enough, when you get to the fourth quarter, how about this? Quarters one through three, according to Harlow Bob Vulgaris and some of the numbers he tweeted out, and you saw it with your eyes, but they switched, Greg, only 18% of the pick and rolls in quarters one through three. They switched 29% of the pick and rolls in quarter four, and they were just showing. And you know what? Even big guys like Robert Williams, Al Horford, they were putting them out there. How about another stat where when you look at what Boston did in that game overall, 16 minutes, Greg, when they played only one big, they were plus 31 in those 16 minutes. And those are all because of what they're doing defensively. So I would say yes. Like, are they going to score 40 points again in a single quarter? Probably not. But are they going to be able to like hold the Warriors to about 16 to 20 to 22 points in a single quarter? I would say absolutely. If yeah, and when it comes to the Celtics, they shot 21 of 41 from three-point range in game one. We're both in agreement. We're probably not going to see Al Horford go six of eight from three-point range in game two once again. But... With that said, what Alf Horford does bring to the table, and you just wound up touching upon it, the rebounding. And I think that that's a big aspect of this as well because the Warriors, they've been able to get by out there in the West. And let's call it what it is. Other than DeAndre Ayton, there really isn't a guy out there out West that really does a great job on the glass. I felt like the Warriors caught a little bit of a break going up against the Mavericks, a team that wasn't necessarily great down low. And we saw Kevon Looney. He was able to grab nine rebounds, but it felt like he should have been a little bit more of a factor in the game than he was. And... I think that this is really going to be a series in which down low, what we wind up seeing from guys like Robert Williams, who I mentioned, Kevon Looney, that's going to be really big moving forward, even though these are not the guys that are going to go out there typically and score like 15 plus points. Yeah, I mean, think about, so in that first half, kind of to your point, how important rebounding is going to be. In the first half, the Warriors had 10 offensive rebounds. Uh, if I remember correctly about my numbers, they scored about 16 points. They were 6-9. and nine. They went to the free throw line once, went 2-2. Two two. Like they, they killed Boston in terms of offensive rebounds and second chance points in the first half. Second half, that, that kind of evened out. They weren't as aggressive on the offensive glass. They weren't getting to them as much. And sure enough, we see what happens uh, in the second half, namely again that fourth quarter. Uh, but that is going to be important. And to your point overall here, the Celtics are 
are the bigger team. I mean, if Ime Udoka comes out with his usual dual big lineup, which is Al Horford and Robert Williams, think about that starting lineup for Boston. That is Marcus Smart at 6'4", that is Jalen Brown at 6'6", that is Jason Tatum at 6'8", and then a front court duo both at 6'9", taking on the Golden State Warriors who have 6'3", Steph Curry, uh, 6'6", Andrew Wiggins, along with a six foot six, you know, whoever you want to throw out there, uh, but like a Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, Clay Thompson, none of those guys are taller than six seven outside of Looney. But that's a, there's a big size disadvantage there for the Golden State Warriors. And when you go to the bench, it, it remains the same. And then when you're talking about again playing defensively, Greg, I mean, think about the Celtics. If you're switching one through four and you bring like a Grant Williams out there, no matter what the matchup is, more often than not, the Warriors are going to be at a size disadvantage there So in one-on-one matchups. So the rebounding is going to be extremely important, keeping the Warriors off the offensive glass because you know about offensive rebounding. It usually leads to wide-open looks from a three and a team like Golden State you don't want to give wide-open looks to. So it's going to be really important. But as you move forward in the series, Celtics do have a rebounding advantage, and they got some pretty good rebounders, including Tatum. You would think that it's going to work out in their favor again. And speaking of Jason Tatum, right now for game two, we see his player prop with regards to points at 26 and a half. But we saw him go three of 17 in game one. I don't think that he's going to wind up shooting that badly in game two. But with regards to Jason Tatum and his overall game, might it be a little bit of a series in which maybe it might be best if he does take a little bit of a more of a backseat with the scoring, but focus a little bit more on rebounding, focus a little bit more on defense, because that might be a little bit more of what's needed in this series rather than going out for a bunch of 30 plus point performances. You know, I, I would say yes on the rebounding. He, As I mentioned, he's actually one of those elite rebounders. He finished at his position 94th in def- individual defensive rebounding rate in the regular season. He averaged over eight in the series against Miami. Uh, he's really good when it comes to, you know, attacking the glass and, and getting boards. I, I would say that in terms of, like, scoring and tying that in with assists, I know there's probably going to be a lot of people out there that see game one and think, oh, man, I'm playing over his assists for the rest of the series. And, and I'm not sure if that's going to be the case because also remember, and Draymond Green commented on this after game one, you know, part of the reason why the Al Horford and Marcus Smart and Derek White and others were shooting the ball so well in that fourth quarter is because they were wide open. And the reason they were wide open is that the Warriors were sending help at a guy like Jason Tatum. And so guys like Peyton Pritchard and others were wide open from beyond the arc. And so I think because of the way that they were commenting after the game and the fact that maybe a Gary Payton could be available, which would allow you to kind of go more one-on-one defensively, that guys are going to stay home and open on, on shooters. Thus, scoring goes up for Tatum and uh, assist making, you know, assists playmaking goes down for Tatum. And he's not going to put up the same assist numbers as he did. So it's all dependent, as you know, about how the Warriors are going to defend him and what we're going to do coming out in this second game. Uh, I would think just obviously that he's going to have a more efficient night but I wouldn't be running to the window to bet him over assists as we move forward in this series, mainly because I think the Warriors are going to switch up the way that they're defending him because they really got burned in that fourth quarter and throughout the entire game in game one. Yep. And then I also take a look at the role players in this game as well. You had Jordan Poole not be able to deliver a very good performance in game one. As a matter of fact, it's plus minus minus 19. That's a little bit relative, but certainly was not his best game. Meanwhile, Derek White, he wanted coming out. He was shooting it really well for the Boston Celtics. And I think that it's going to be really important to take a look at this battle as well, because I do think that whichever team winds up getting a little bit more off the bench, they are going to be able to put themselves in a good position. Last game, it was White that wound up having the big performance. I think that this battle of who winds up performing a little bit better between White and Poole is going to go a long way in deciding who winds up being able to win and cover in game two. Yeah, I think you're right. But I also think White has the advantage, right? White's clearly the better defender. I don't think there's really any question about that in multiple facets, transition, half court, whatever it is. He's a really solid on-ball defender. Jordan Poole is not. 
And so Jordan Poole's production is really just based on whether or not he's going to score. Because if he's not going to score, what you're alluding to there, well, then his plus minus is going to be awful because he's going to get picked on defensively. And we saw that happen in this game in game one. And all of a sudden, if you're Curry, you're in a big spot because like you talked about, I mean, look at the rest of the bench unit for the Golden State Warriors. There's not much scoring and shot creation on this team outside of Steph Curry, Jordan Poole. And then when you get deeper and deeper, you're kind of scratching your head, you know, stretching your collar like, I don't know where I'm going here. Uh, in terms of my shot creation. So you're right. Like, it's going to be very important between those two who's going to win that out and be the better uh, contributor. But I think Derek White is clearly in the driver's seat there. He's been great since the end of that Miami series. This is going to go down as one of the best trade deadline acquisitions in NBA history, potentially, if they win this title, because he's been fantastic for them. And I know it coincides with having his child, but he's just a really good player, and it's worked out really well for Boston. So uh, between those two, I am. I have a lot of faith that Derek White is going to continue this run in terms of successful plays. He's going to score 25 points. I'm not entirely sure about that, but is he going to be a successful contributor on both ends of the floor? I think you have faith that he's going to do so. And John, we've got about 45 seconds. Moment of truth. Have you fired on anything with regards to game two that we're going to be seeing between the Celtics and the Warriors? I'm waiting to see what the market does. I'm going to be on Boston. Uh, you know, like, Greg, when you're talking about a number, this was three and a half in game one. Now we're at four, four and a half because the Cel- you know, the Celtics won and covered and the, the Warriors are desperate and they got to bounce back. Two for one. Uh, I'm a number. I'm a numbers guy. It's ridiculous. You can't do that. You can't adjust a, a, a power rating, a number just because of that. Uh, so the number in game one, there was value on Boston. It should have been more like two and a half according to my numbers. So if you're going to give me four and a half or maybe even a little bit more, I'm going to be back on the train with the Celtics. Yep, and no shock here. We've seen a lot of the money thus far come in on the Golden State Warriors, but a yep. man that is always money, that'd be you, John Von Tobel. Always appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you, but thank you. We're going to take a look at what we've seen out there on the diamond last few minutes as we want to diverting to the NBA. And we're going to touch a little bit more on what we're going to be seeing in game two as well. So that's up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday Leadoff Challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com Peacock for more information. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. And the only way that could have been made better as if they had used the Mark Wahlberg line, I'm a peacock, you got to let me fly. Missed opportunity right there. I'm sure that someone in marketing just wound up hearing that, and I'm sure that that will be in the ads within the next week, and I will probably receive a nice, charming fruit basket out of the mix. And I always have to find a way to be able to insert in there like Major League as well, myself and my wonderful producer, Brian Ortega, who does an amazing job. He wound up getting John Von Tobel on this show, so big ups to him. We and him were talking about the Major League movies. He was trying to come to the defense of Major League 3. I'm saying it was so bad that it was in airlines and it was on like airplanes and everything like that like two weeks after it came out. And Bob Euchre as much admitted that as well. So I can't defend Major League 3. Major League 2, though, was pretty solid. So I will give Brian Ortega credit there. You've also got back there behind the scenes Taylor. He got me all set up on audio. Nick, our technical director, does a great job night in and night out. We always get every single hour of every single show posted up 
on the VEASAN Bets Bets feed as well. Typically, our man Oliver is the man that does that as well. So everyone over here at VEASAN always does a great job just being able to contribute. We always love the just absolute tremendousness as I hear a round of applause in my ear from Mr. Brian Ortega as all these guys, they are the best in the business. They're so great to be able to work with. And these guys, they are the best of the best. So I always appreciate them. And something that I did not appreciate was taking the under in this Mets versus Dodgers game because I am a moron. It is currently 6-4. The Mets are in the lead. And the under is now toast. The only way that you can wind up getting the under is if you wind up having a rainout in this game before it winds up reaching a full nine innings. But you wind up getting an official result. And... Well, I look at the screen and this game is being played in Los Angeles. That is not going to be happening. So right now we've got six to four with a live total of 15 and a half. And the Dodgers are a plus 150 underdog live. And quite frankly, it should probably be a little bit more as Yancey Almonte is right now on the mound. And that can't mean anything good. So that's right now what we're taking a look at with that regard. And the game that you would expect to probably be more like six to four in the top of the fourth inning would be the game out there at Coors, but instead we went with a little bit of a flip-flop here. It's in the bottom of the eighth. One-to-one, one, the Atlanta Braves and the Colorado Rockies are doing battle, and this after we wound up seeing yesterday, the Braves and the Rockies have a 0-0 zero zero first nine innings before the game wound up going to the 10th, so this has been very much an under-series to this point, as the Rockies, they've currently got two more hits than myself, so this has been a very low-scoring game as Austin Riley had a home run in the sixth inning that wound up flying about 500 billion feet in. That's right now been the only score that we've had up on the board for the Atlanta Braves. And then this game wound up just going final to the St. Louis Cardinals. They put up four runs in the top of the tenth. So if you, like me, had the over, you are absolutely loving the ghost runner in this one. If you wound up having the under, well, you absolutely hate the ghost runner. And I hate the ghost runner regardless. But Cardinals get the job done. Seven to four, the final. Michael Rucker just got completely destroyed in the 10th inning. He winds up taking the loss, and for the St. Louis Cardinals, they wound up going 4 of 9 in this game with men in scoring position, and they did a good job of being able to make some match. They are now at 31 and 23, so it's been a good start to them, and the Cubs 11 and 19 at home. This is typically a team that has won the better home teams in Major League Baseball, and typically they struggle a little bit on the road. Has been not the case this year for our good friends, the Chicago Cubs. As we were talking in the last segment with John Von Tobel, does a great job over here at VEASAN, taking a look at all things NBA. And let's dive in a little bit more on this Game 2 NBA Finals game between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Opened up at the Warriors being a four-point favorite. It's holding steady, even though, take a look at all the splits. All the money has been coming in on the Golden State Warriors right now. Tickets, handle, all of it has been coming in on the Warriors. Still holding true at four, though. Total on this game, maybe between 215 and 215 and a half. And I am not one for... Betting on, and I quote, two for one. I'm sure that those that want to packing the LA Dodgers against the Pittsburgh Pirates this week found out why you don't want to be betting on two for one. With that said, I do expect a much better effort here from the Golden State Warriors. We did wind up seeing that 40 to 16 fourth quarter, and that's a little bit of an anomaly. You're not going to see Al Horford once again go six of eight from three point range. I know that John, he is going to be opposite of myself. He is going to be taking a look at the Boston Celtics, whether it be at plus one, four. He's hoping to be able to get a plus four and a half. And quite frankly, I do think that this is probably going to wind up going to four and a half when it's all said and done. I'm in lockstep with him. This is a number that I don't think is going to be closing at four. I think that it's going to be play, closing a little bit northward because there's going to be a lot of people being like, 
oh, there's no way that the Golden State Warriors can wind up losing two games in a row on their home quarter and everything like that. And I mean, I feel the same way. So I'm not going to sit up here and say that, oh, I don't feel the same. But with that said, the reason why I do like the Warriors is that I just think that their offense is going to be a little bit more in rhythm in this game. And I do think that you're going to be able to get a bit more out of Jordan Poole. He's held the single figures in the first game. He wound up having a plus minus of minus 19. It was a really, really bad game one for him to say the least. And I do think that Kevon Looney is going to be able to step up a little bit more as well. What I think is going to be very key for the Warriors. And I wound up asking JVT about this as well. Just what to expect out of the rebounding. I do think that Kevon Looney is going to be able to give a little bit of a better effort. If you're looking at his rebounding prop, by the way, and he did wind up having nine rebounds in game one, but his over-under in this game is 8.5, but that 8.5 is minus 130 juice. If I had to take a look at anything, I'd be looking at the over, but that said, I would like to be able to get more like a minus 115, a minus 110, laying a minus 130. That's just a little bit unpalatable, but also I think that a little bit of key for this team is going to be Andrew Wiggins as well. His rebounding prop is at a five and a half. You take a look at game one, and it was a case in which Steph Curry wanted coming out on fire to start out the game, and the rest of the guys, they really didn't wind up doing their part. So I think it's going to be very important for some of the ancillary pieces, like an Andrew Wiggins, like Clay Thompson to less of an extent, to be able to pick up the slack. I want to calling out Jordan Poole just a minute ago as well for Wiggins. They wind up having 20 points, five boards, but wound up going just two of seven from three-point range. So that was a little bit of an issue for the Celtics. This 51-plus percent three-point shooting, it's just not necessarily sustainable. But what I did see in game one was that, yeah, Grant Williams score as many points as myself. Now, he contributed in other ways, three rebounds, three assists. I do think that he's going to be able to get going a little bit more. I would not be surprised if the Warriors take a look at game one and they think, man, we need to cover someone like an Al Horford a little bit more. I know that John was talking about the fact that we wound up seeing the Warriors sort of bringing help on Jason Tatum. That, as a result, wound up having open shots for Marcus Smart, for someone like an Al Horford in the fourth quarter. I do think that it is the case where, which we're going to see a little bit of a bounce back game for Jason Tatum. His player prop is at 26.5. I'm looking at the under, though, because I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a series in which Jason Tatum, he's going to put aside the just individual scoring and everything like that and going to do what's best for the team. And what we saw what was best for the team is, for one, you probably would like him to go more than three of 17 from the field, but he did a very good job of being able to facilitate. He did a good job of just being a solid player. And if you take a look at defensive win shares from basketball reference, Jason Tatum was a top player in the NBA this year. Now, that's a little bit relative because he was on the top defense. So, I mean, I'm not going to go out here and say, oh, Jason Tatum is the best defensive player in all basketball, but this guy's a really stinking good defender. This is someone that he plays that side of the ball really well. He does a solid job of he'll give you some rebounds. He's a very good, well-rounded player, and in my opinion, a top 10 guy in the NBA at this point. You've also got Jalen Brown who wanted going out for 24 points in game one. His player prop is at 24 and a half. I'd be taking a look at that one under as well because I do think that this is a team that they're going to continue to get the ancillary pieces involved. We wound up seeing Derek White go 5 of 8 from 3-point range. Is he going to go 5 of 8 again? No, but can he wind up going like a 3 for 7, 3 for 8, put up double figures? Absolutely. I could wind up seeing that for him as well. And I think it's interesting in terms of total because typically a lower total, I would argue, bodes a little bit better for Boston because this is a Celtics team that they've really hung their hat ever since the middle part of the season where they were able to get everything figured out on defense. Meanwhile, this is a Warriors team that 
They just do a good job as a collective of being able to move the ball on offense. You take a look at the way that Celtics had to play the the recent postseason matchups against teams like the Brooklyn Nets, and it was a lot of isolation basketball. Meanwhile, the Warriors, they get more guys involved, even though Steph Curry obviously is that dangerous three-point shooter. You've got other guys like a Clay Thompson, like a Jordan Poole, that they're able to knock down three. So this is a little bit better of a cohesive unit on offense than the Celtics have faced off with. But you may recall these two teams wound up splitting during the regular season. It was actually that Marcus Smart dive that wound up costing Steph Curry quite a bit of the season as well. So there's a lot here. I do think that the Warriors are going to be able to bounce back. They are going to be able to get things going on their home court. And if you're taking a look at the series price right now, you're able to get a pretty solid plus price with regards to Golden State Warriors. I still think that they are going to be able to get the job done. And I do think that they are going to be able to win this series, seeing them at a plus 160. That does wind up appealing to me. So I still do have faith that the Warriors are going to be able to win the series. And I think that they're going to be able to bounce back and cover in game two. And coming up next, and I take a little bit of a look forward to Sunday, what we're going to be getting out there on the diamond right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. The betting splits will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes, so that way you can see all the changes in the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just doesn't match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way the VEASAN is here to make you year-round a smarter better. so check out today's betting splits for every single game now at vcin.com as it is the greg peterson experience right here on vcin the sports betting network and we've got a lot that's going to be coming up for sunday we've got a little bit of nhl action well, i'm taking a look at that in the first hour if you want to missing any part of that vcin.com slash podcast we've got you guys covered with every single hour of every single show that we wind up doing over there and then if you're on like apple Podcasts, spotify what have you vcin bets best feed that's also where you're able to get my podcast the MLB or the baseball betting show where I take a look at every single MLB game every single day. So yeah, you guys covered there. We've got a whole bunch of great podcasts here at the network. And with regards to what I'm going to be taking a look at for baseball on Sunday, we've got some interesting ones and I'll be keeping tabs with regards to 
these final two games for Saturday as well. Right now, Rockies and Braves still tied up one to one in the ninth inning. And then you've got the Metropolitans currently leading the Dodgers six to four in the fourth inning. So yeah, you guys covered there, but how about if we wind up taking a look at a game for Sunday? And how about if we wind up leading off with the very early game? This is 8.35 a.m. Pacific time, 11.35 a.m. Eastern time. So we've been noticing that with the Peacock game on Sunday, it's always very early. But this is 9.15, 9.16, the New York Yankees. They're playing also the Detroit Tigers and the Tigers. They're the biggest underdog on the board with Ronnie Garcia getting the start for them and Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the Yankees. Yankees find them anywhere between minus 290 and minus 310. And on the Tigers, you're going to be getting them anywhere between plus 245 and plus 260. Typically, I am a sucker for these underdogs. I could not wind up getting behind the Detroit Tigers today, and I can't wind up getting behind them for Sunday. This is just a bad, bad offensive team, and they're going up against a Yankees team that has just absolutely clobbered them at this point. I mean, the Yankees have had two no-hit bids going into the sixth inning in two out of the last three days. They have been absolutely dominant in terms of their pitching. Now you send out their Jordan Montgomery, who... I mean, he's a steady Eddie guy. He's not going to wind up doing anything that's necessarily flashy. This is not a guy that I think is a candidate for taking a no-hitter into like the 7th or the 8th inning or anything like that. But someone that's posted up a 3 ERA and what's really good about what Jordan Montgomery has been able to do, he's just been able to keep the ball in the yard and he's been able to keep things out in front of him. Nine walks given up over the course of 53 and a third innings. Home runs per nine rate is right around one. And Ronnie Garcia, who was actually a very good bullpen piece for the Tigers and Take a look at the Tigers. This team has done one thing very, very well this year. It's their bullpen. Second, in terms of ERA at a 292. So, and these guys have come to perform despite the fact that four out of the opening day, five starters for the Detroit Tigers, they're currently out of the full. Tariq Skubal is the only man standing, which is why you've had guys like Elvin Rodriguez, Bo Brisky, guys like this getting starts. The Tigers, they just had Murphy's Law hit them. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And you know what's badly going wrong for the Detroit Tigers? The lineup. Because everyone on this team has had a failure to hit, other than Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera has been able to get on base. He's hitting right in the pocket of about a 285, so you give him credit. But I'm going to name off some names, and I want you to tell me what's all similar about these guys. As we've got Jonathan Scope, Spencer Torkelson, Robbie Grossman, Javi Baez, Jameer Candelario, Eric Koth, Des Cameron. What do these guys all have in common? They're all hitting below 200, and they're all seeing consistent at-bats for the Detroit Tigers. As a collective, they're hitting a 218, and they've got 30 home runs this year. This will put it into perspective for you. The Detroit Tigers have 30 home runs thus far this season. Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo have a combined 35, and we're north of 50 games into the season. I mean, this is just a sad and pathetic offense right now, and, and the bullpen is keeping them afloat for right now, but at one point, you just tax your bullpen so much that they're not going to be able to get anything out of them. Now, I do think that Ronnie Garcia is going to be able to bounce back. He's going to have a little bit of a better outing because prior to him just getting completely tattooed in his last start against the Twins, in which he wound up giving up six runs. He was posting up right around three, all right? Most of these were in relief appearances, but he was able to do a halfway decent job. He's someone that's right around 24 years old, someone that I think has a little bit of future out here in the big leagues. At minimum, he's going to be able to hold down the fort give you a few innings, but you take a look at this Yankees lineup, and they're just a mashing right now. They have been dealing with a couple of injuries when it comes to their bullpen as well. We haven't seen Zach Britton all season long. Chad Green has been on the fold. He wound up having Tommy John surgery. He's done for the year. Aroldis Chapman, he's out. Jonathan Luizga has been dealing with some injuries, but yet still, 
maybe they will do a solid job with someone like a Wandy Peralta posting up a sub two ERA. Clay Holmes has something like a zero thirty six ERA. He has been amazing as a closer, but they aren't going to need their closer because I do think that the Yankees are going to be able to hop all aboard the Detroit Tigers. This is an interesting game in that I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 145-ish on the run line of the New York Yankees right now. Finding it in a lot of places at a minus 140, I'd be willing to lay that. Wouldn't want to lay too much more, but I mean, typically, you don't want to be laying minus 140 on the run line with a favorite at home, but that said... I mean, that's just the circumstances here right now. There's just no backing this Tigers team until they can wind up putting up anything with regards to offense. I mean, it has been really bad. They are right now averaging on the road something in the pocket of about 2.2 runs per game. It has been one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life because this has actually been, I mean, I'm not even going to call it a below average offense on the uh, at home. It's been a very, very much below average on the road, but I mean, this has to set some sort of a record that they're on right now because in terms of runs per game on the road, the Detroit Tigers coming into the day were at 2.05. Now they're at a pretty much flat two runs per game on the road. We're in June. We're in June, and they're averaging two runs per game on the road. There's just no taking these guys. I'm going to be taking a look at the run line of the Yankees in this spot, and I didn't mind him saying my total at an 8.2. I think that they might be able to get a little bit of something going, but and here at an 8.5, the only way you could take this total over is if you think that the Yankees are going to get a touchdown all by themselves. And I don't think that it's necessarily too far out of the question, but I'm going to be taking a look at an under personally, and I'm taking a look at the New York Yankees on the run line. And then we've got another early game that I think is intriguing because I wanted mentioning this man in our number one as perhaps being a little bit of a dark horse for Cy Young. His odds have been right around 18 to 20 to 1 recently. That'd be Zach Gallon, 901, 902 on the betting board. Gallon and the Arizona Diamondbacks hit the road. They're facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates with another Zach, Zach Thompson, taking the bump for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Your Trollons game is 7.5, and with Arizona finding them between minus 135 and minus 140. And I'm going to lay up to a minus 147 with the Diamondbacks. And the big reason why I'm looking at this under is not just because of Zach Gallon. Gallon has given up two runs or fewer in all but one of his starts thus far this season, but you take a look at Zach Thompson and the month that he wound up having in May. This is someone that I think a lot of people forget. Wound up having a halfway decent season out there in Miami. He wound up posting up right around a 325 ERA. His home and road splits were relatively equal because you always fear with these pitchers that wind up coming over from Miami that they wound up only doing it out there in Miami because it's such a pitcher-friendly ballpark. He was doing it pretty much in all places, but he wound up, Thompson did, having a cataclysmically bad month of month of April. But then you take a look at the month of May. He wound up posting up a 245 ERA. This is a man that wound up allowing two runs or fewer in all but one of his six starts in that month. Has been able to do a very solid job of being able to locate. Wound up having six walks in his last six starts. So this is a guy that's able to hold down the fort for a Pirates team that they don't necessarily have a lot of power. I do think that Allen is going to be able to just knife through this lineup as You've been able to have Cabrian Hayes be able to get on base for you. Ben Gamble, whenever he's been out there, he's been rock solid. And you do have Daniel Fogelback back in the fold. Someone who has been able to give this team right in the pocket about seven to eight home runs. He's been able to do a solid job of being a reach base, but certainly has been a little bit of an issue there. But with the Pirates, one of the most odd stats that you're able to find is that this is a bullpen that, with regards to the ERA, it is far from terrific. This is a Pirates bullpen that they are in the bottom 10-ish. With regards to bullpen ERA, they've been struggling a little bit this season. 
The bullpen has 20 out of their 23 wins despite having a 4-11 ERA. And then for the Arizona Diamondbacks, you do have a couple trustworthy bullpen pieces. Joe Manette Hipley has a sub-1 ERA. You've been able to get a little bit of production recently out of Mark Melanson after he had a terrible start to the season. He's starting to turn it around a little bit for the team. Ian Kennedy has been able to do a rock-solid job as well. And then you do take a look at this Diamondbacks team. They're averaging more than 1.6 home runs per game on the road. That is the most road home runs of any team out there in baseball. Christian Walker has been able to belt out 14 home runs this season. Now, the Diamondbacks batting average still a little bit ghastly bad, 219. That's towards the bottom of the National League, but they've got all this power. Someone like Josh Ross coming back, hitting above a 275. That has been rock solid for this team. You've been able to have quite a few guys like you tell Marte, be able to pick it up, be able to get on base for the CMO. Zach Gallon being able to post up the numbers that he has thus far this season, 232 ERA. His walks per nine rate has went from right around a 3.6 to a 2 this season. I've got faith that the years and the Diamondbacks are going to be able to win it. I'm going to look at them on the money line. Don't necessarily want to take a shot on the run line. I would need much more than a plus 125 to be able to do that. But looking at the Saints and looking at the under. And in our number three of the Greg Peterson experience, we're going to be taking a look at just all the great action that we're going to be getting on Sunday. That's up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.